I'm Gentleman Josh Hill. I'm Aaron Jeffrey. I'm Jasmine Jasmus. I'm Mike Malak. I'm Rafael Stop. Tune into Don't Tap. Don't Tap. Don't Tap. Don't Tap Podcast. Don't Tap Podcast. John Jones. Follow me on Twitter. Hey, I'm UFC President Dana White, and you're in the ring with Callum McGregor. To me, the Lions are the number one rankings out there. Those guys are the ones who really do their homework. Man, I like saying the rankings are bullshit. <laughs> From Got a really high fight IQ. For this fight, I'm telling you, it's a flip of a coin. I levels to the shit. Uh, don't tap podcast. We are back after a week off and excited to have Mr. Plus Money in the building. Um, as far as following you and what I, you know, what I've seen in the past while, you cover every sport and you're constantly bringing in what you call bags. Right. You're, you're constantly um, hitting at a pretty high clip, man. And although there's some times where you may have the, the falter here or there, it's like if someone's following you on a regular basis and it's not just, a, you know, a sell, it's you're, you're cashing. You're, you're winning at a, a high clip. And I know you've been on a even a heater at this point, but it's awesome to have you on the show. I know you have your UFC ladder that you run and everything else. But Mr. Plus Money, welcome to the show. Appreciate it, bro. Yeah. Ever since uh, ever since the Miami Heat went on that run. And I took them to win the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> kind of changed everything. And, and and they didn't win, but we, we almost made it. So here we are. And uh, MMA is my best sport. Let's get some bags, as you said. And Nick, welcome back again. Um, I know that you were, were already in the chat talking some a couple of spots that you had that you wanted to talk about too. Okay, it. so let's dig into the card. I mean, first and foremost, I think – and it's up to you, Mr. Plus Money, if you want one of us to lead. But I think when we bring somebody in, um, we want to let them sort of come up with their first spot and their first uh, first lean. So what uh, what are you looking at for your first play for the UFC Fight Night card? Absolutely. I know we get three. So um, for one, I built a little parlay. I'm going to do that at the end for right now. And I know you said don't do that, but it's my best spot, and I want us to win. So that, that'll be my third pick. For right now, I'm going to give us a dog. I think he's going to win outright. Give me Felipe Lins against Ian Kutalaba. And, and if you want me to elaborate more on why I got this guy, I mean, all in all, he's a bigger guy. He's got a large – yo, at the end of the day, this guy is an animal. And I know Ian Kutalaba brings it, and he, the dog usually barks louder than he bites. Um, this guy's always in your face, and he's a very uh, – what's the word? Like uh, a showman guy. But um, I'm not with him this week. I think he's in big trouble. I think he's in a in a weird spot here to fight a way better opponent. Felipe Linz on the feet, knockout. Um, th- this is a different breed. This is a different level. Um, th- this guy's on his way, in my opinion, to the top. I love how he looks. I like how he looked in his last two fights. And uh, I'm going to ride the train. So give me Felipe Linz. Cheers. Yeah, and Felipe Lynn's definitely riding some momentum. I think he's somebody that I faded in the past with worries about leg injuries, but I don't think he's going to face too many leg kicks with the young Kutalaba. And I think uh, they're, you're probably looking at maybe like a – I was sort of like a second round or third round on that for Linz because I think Kutalaba is just going to be – he's going to gas. You know, he, he just goes for that and goes yeah, for that. And although he does have a big overhand, I think Linz would pick him apart on the feet. And um, all he has to do is just tire him out a little bit. Kutalaba is there alive to be taken. So, Nick, what's your thought? Yeah, honestly, I like Felipe a lot, too. Um, we didn't quite get what we thought we were going to get out of him whenever he came over from uh, PFL. But I think now that he's moved back down to a light heavyweight, he's shown a lot of improvements. As somebody that was on Maxim Grisham in the last fight, although that fight was kind of dull, he showed a lot of fight IQ, was able to go the 15 minutes and carry some cardio with him. So 
I kind of agree. Like, if Kutalaba is going to win, it's going to be early. But I see, if anything, Lynn's weathering the storm and landing a late KO or a KO in the second or third round. And could even be a solid, even live bet spot as well, too, with the fact of, you know, if Kutalaba gets a couple of takedowns in that first round, tires himself out the way he does, starts to suck wind, and then Lynn just starts picking him apart on the feet. Definitely, definitely could see that. And uh, Nick, why don't you bring your next spot to the table? Yeah, man, my first spot, and honestly, like a spot where, you know, I'm still going with a favorite here, but not something that's overly juiced, which is a lot on this card, is uh, Bill Algio. Alexander Hernandez isn't a guy that I've been too fond of. He's kind of back and forth with his record. Uh, he's moving back down in weight for this fight, which to me doesn't make a lot of sense. I think the weight cut's going to be kind of detrimental to him here. And unless he's able to really hurt Aljo early, I think Aljo just kind of is the more complete fighter. And I think it's going to be, I think he's going to be able to take him down, probably submit him, and just kind of do whatever he wants. We've seen Hernandez gas out time and time again. And recently, honestly, he hasn't looked too great. So I like Aljo a lot in the spot, man. And it's sitting at minus 140, which I think is a playable line for a card that's filled with chalk. Yeah, I definitely could see that Elgio could uh, hang with Hernandez on the feet. And then Hernandez does tend to gas a little bit. If he goes for the wrestling, I mean, Elgio's great off his back, or at least in that defensive wrestling off the cage. So, I mean, if we're looking at it, um, it's a sharp spot. I was trying to find a, an angle on that, and I think that uh, I think not a bad spot at all. Uh, any thoughts on that one? Elgio is obviously, in my opinion, the better fighter. Uh, third round sub, second round sub, something like that. Um, however... Could this fight go the distance? I could see it. Um, so Algio decision might be the yeah. move. Um, I just, you know, the, for me, there's better spots on this card, and I don't know if I would bet it. Like, Hernandez could clip him in the first round. Um, he's got power. He's got strength. Um, but but you're right. Algio obviously levels, bro, at the end of the day. And um, I like him by sub. <laughs> And with Hernandez, too, it's even another good live bet situation because he's a guy that sort of goes bang or bust and sh showing poor fight IQ even when he's gassed. sort of seems out of, out of uh, place, so definitely a spot there as well. Um, I'm going to lean in with my homer hat right out of the gate because my homer plays tend to hit at a high clip, and I love when the hate comes my way and I cash. It's just beautiful, Kyle Nelson. Um, Deanna Belbita is sitting right now at plus 165 at Sports Interaction. Um, and Carolina Kovacic, like, I get why she's getting love right now. One, minus 160, best at Pinnacle. Um, but if you look at it, Deanna Belbita is 11 years younger. She's slightly higher volume in striking. She's a four-inch reach advantage and four-inch height advantage. She is a literally a beast. You know, I made this fun commercial about her being a beauty and a beast, but the reality is like she's she bites down on her mouthpiece and she throws with hell. Um, and then if you look at it as well, too, her wrestling now has been made a priority. And this is something I know a little bit more from being at House of Champions a couple of times and, and talking to some of the guys. She has been focusing on the wrestling a lot too, to be more defensive as well as to be able to take a girl down. So um, I just think that this is a case of momentum. But if you look at Carolina on the flip side, the strength of schedule is there 100%. Um, she does have high volume, but her last three wins on her win streak is against Vanessa Demopoulos, who I used to, I don't anymore, but called her Sloppy Demopoulos. And she's a grappler, right? She's a grappler that lets you hit her in the face. So we have that. Then we have Gomez Juarez. This was a good win. Solid win over her. Got two takedowns on her, which was great. But then we go to Felice Herrick, who was one foot out on OnlyFans, who's a great grappler, but passed her time when she was already on the way out the door. So we have a three-fight win streak that doesn't mean much. And then she was on a five-fight losing streak before that. So we have younger by a lot. And I don't usually bring up age. 
we have, you know, an equal striker. I really like Deanna Belbita as a dog in this spot, but I think if you want to be safe, when that spread play comes out, I think you probably get her slightly plus money, maybe minus 105 at worst. But I think it's worth it because I think she it goes to decision likely. If you don't want to mess with those judges, those judges can burn all of us. And they do it. That spread play is a nice way to look. Um, so I just think Deanna Bobita is the play for me. What do you guys think about this one? Nick, what do you think? Uh, I think it's going to be close and competitive. Um, it's not a fight that I really have a strong angle on. Because as I said, like Carolina is much up or is a lot higher up there in age. And with Diana, you got to assume that she's going to be constantly making improvements. She looked a pretty good in her last fight against Oliveira. But honestly, man, this would be the type of fight that I would just – I know we said that we're live bet a lot, but, like, this is one that, like, you're going to get in the second round. You're going to see who's taking control. And it's just not something I like from a pre-bet perspective. If anything, I'd parlay the over. But at that point, I said I don't really have a strong side either way on this one. I agree with you, homie. It's dog or pass. Um, and for me, Albita has shown strengths. Um, the Warrior Princess, man, she's looked pretty decent even in her losses. Um, I, I will say I, I really haven't heard of this uh, Catalina girl as much. I know she's been in the UFC for a minute. I just looked at her stats, but it's like, yo, are you are you that good that you're this quiet to me? I, I can't even get a read on her. Um, I think this is a perfect spot for Belbita to take the ranking spot and put her up near the top because she has shown that she could hang. So give me Belbita. I'm with you, bro. Dogger pass plus 160. I'm riding. And yo, and again, and listen, it's 27 versus 37. Actually, it's probably 38 now by the time this was put out. Um, 27 versus 38. I'm telling you right, I'm 35. 27's kicking my ass all day. And she's coming into that her own now. She's getting that that extra strength right now. She's training her ass off and really has been concerted in the wrestling. So I just think it, it's definitely a spot. And I think if you want to be conservative, I, I do think this probably goes to decision. And I think Deanna actually probably could win, uh, you know, all three rounds, really. But that's me being a little bit cocky with it. I think she wins at least two or three. And, I mean, all you need to do at plus three and a half is get her once, right? She needs to win one round. And a close, close to contested fight with a higher volume striker who's getting better at wrestling. I'm just going to go with the, the momentum there. So, Mr. Plus Money, we will let you come in with your next spot. Cool, man. And I like the plus money on that, man. I just like taking her outright, to be honest. But um, my next spot is another dog because, you know, we only had three spots. So I wanted to make sure I gave you guys some plus money. It's another dog. I'm going to have to take <coughs> Alex Morono. Um, give me the better all around fighter. Um, Listen, Joe Kim Buckley's last win was against Fialio, and and Morono's last win was against Tim Means. Um, Tim Means and Fialio just fought. Tim Means kind of whooped his ass. I mean, like, I'm taking Morono, man. This guy's a better all-around. You might think Joe Kim's going to come in and be a better-looking physical specimen. I get it. Uh, it's hard to bet against him sometimes, but no, man. Um, we're smarter than that. We're getting the plus money. And and if you got it when it came out, it was plus 165, all the way down to like plus 140 right now. So uh, I'm still taking Morono on this. What do you guys think? Nick? Yeah, honestly, this is my next spot. Um, I'm I've seen too. so many people backing Buckley, man. And Buckley's not a guy that I can ever get behind. He's shown pretty bad fight IQ in the past. And as you said, man, Morono's just an overall, overall martial artist. 
where like with Buckley, I feel like, you know, he's going to throw those wild hooks that he likes to throw, but Morona's going to counter him all day, man. The wrestling is going to be there for Morona and he can even grind this fight out, wear down on the big muscly dude on the other side. And I'm honestly, I like him a lot, man. Like I was surprised at the line. I thought it should be flipped the other way. Um, I'm with you guys. And I actually, I've been, I have one more play I'm going to talk about too, but this was my one that was teetering between my fourth spot and my third spot. And I was going back and forth on it, but, um, yeah, I may as well talk about this one right now. I mean, Alex Morono's shown time and time again, and the ROI on the guy is ridiculous, where he's just gritty, he stays in the fight. And if you want to take it to the ground, he'll take your arm, he'll take your back, he'll take your neck. Um, his guillotine is strong. And I, I like Buckley has been, you know, I've been cashing on Buckley's takedowns lately because he's been doing D1 Buckley and trying to mix in the takedowns and mix up his fight. But I think um, I could get getting greasier with this one, honestly, but we don't really have to. I think um, Morono itself as a dog is already a good play, but, there's a sub there. There's a late sub that could happen. I could see Buckley gassing out a little bit, and I could see that sub coming. Um, 100% Morano's live for it. He's just got that. He's that guy that will fight for your dollar. He's that guy that will fight for himself, and, and he doesn't give up on himself, right? He's always in the fight, even when he gets tagged. Um, sharp elbows, solid Muay Thai as well, too. Um, I'm with Morano all day. I think uh, sharp spot, and I, I think uh, it only solidifies it. That's going to be the don't tap dog of the week, because if all three of us are on that same spot, that's going to be the play, and I'm going to really maybe push the Deanna uh, spread play. So I love when we get on the same spot. It shows that, uh, you know, it's a high percentage hit. So definitely like that. Um, next hey, play, let's Nick. Add in. Let's, let's, let's add in on that round two sub, round three sub. I think we should I like see. It. I mean, both of those. I like it. Quarter unit, half unit. Be smart. Don't go crazy, guys. But. I mean, we're talking. I think we're talking plus thousand, plus fifteen hundred odds. Uh, no, nobody's expecting that except for the guys who have seen Morono do it before. You know, I could definitely see Buckley trying to shoot for takedowns and leaving some arms in and, and just getting a little yep. bit sloppy Snatching on top, and then Morono even sweeping him. Hundred percent. His routine is sure. serious, bro. It's not a joke. Um, you saw okay, him. Nick. Next spot. What do you got? Um, I got another dog, man. Just. Primarily a line to me that doesn't make any sense, man. I like mate, uh, Nate Maness against Matus Mendoka just based on the strength of schedule. If you look at Matus, he's only had one fight in the UFC, and the rest of his fights have been against not-so-great competition, where I feel like a lot of people are looking at Nate Maness because he's on a two-fight losing streak, but losing to Tajir to, to and losing to uh, Umar aren't something that you can get on this guy about, like, other than that, man, he was on a four-fight win streak. He beat Tony Gravely, Luke Sanders, Johnny Munoz Jr., who's also fighting on this card. And he looked impressive in all of his wins. And I think he's just, you know, he's coming into his own. You can say Matus is a little bit younger, fights at his shoot box. But he's kind of a one-rounder bus guy. And I think Nate Maness just has the skills to grind this fight out. And I don't understand the plus 200 on him. I think the line's really wide for a guy that's completely unproven in uh, Mendoka. Yeah, I'm even seeing it stretch on some books. I mean, I don't know how quickly this updates, but it's close to like plus 220. So um, they're all the way down to like about plus 195. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on Manesse. I mean, he started, he actually was in the, the TKO uh, circuit. So he was in the Montreal regional scene back in the day. And he's always been a guy, another example of a guy that will fight for your dollar game. Um, and when you have a guy like that can potentially finish the fight and or just win big moments, um, I'll take the plus money. Although I didn't dig into the matchup like directly back and forth. Um, he's just live there. And I think that uh, you have something in, you know, I'm a sucker for strength of schedule and or more time under the lights versus one guy coming in on one fight. Doesn't do it for me. Um, 
so yeah, I'm with it. I, I think it's a great spot. Um, which will lead me to one more spot. I wanted to actually no, you know what? You can come in as a, a spot. We'll, we'll go Mr. Plus Money, then I'll come in with one more spot to finish it off. I mean, I'm I'm really passing on this fight. I was gonna say anyway, so I didn't mind if you were skipping for this one. Like this isn't my fight. Um I would take the over one and a half or two and a half, whatever it's at. I think this goes the distance. Um, I think it's a decision. Do I think Maness wins? Probably. He probably outpoints him and out uh, experiences him. But, you know, and, and, and it teaches uh, Mankato something here. But I, I'm not even – I'll pass on this one. Yeah, my bad. I meant to get a, a take first, but uh, I'm just jumping to the spot, man. I, I, we've got to find that money, right? So what is your uh, – do you have a next spot? What's your next spot you have? I mean, you guys are probably down with this, and and, and it's probably going to happen. Um, I do like Joe Pfeiffer by knockout, um, and, and I like Grant Dawson inside the distance. And and if you can find a parlay spot for that at a good plus money piece, take it. I was even looking at just just because of Grant Dawson and Bobby Bobby King, Bobby Green, whatever the hell he wants to call himself nowadays. That was another spot I was looking at. Um, I love Grant Dawson. I think Grant Dawson with his takedowns and then aggressiveness and top control and he lands and elbows and he's, he's aggressive with that. Right. Um, and his dominance is there. And I think although Bobby Green has a great defensive grappling, I don't think it's going to be enough really. And I think we're going to see a, a sort of passing of a torch and Bobby Green's going to be put out to the bottom half of the, the division and, uh, Dawson's going to take his spot, but, I want to um, take, take Grant Dawson by sub, but he might get. I was leaning decision, maybe. Start. I don't know. I was thinking he might finish him inside the distance, but I'm not sure. I was he looking at. Start. I think Piper definitely by KO or at least uh, inside the distance parlayed with with Dawson is definitely a spot. So I'm I'm pretty much right aligned with you close. Um, but what do you think about that? Uh, just to touch on those two spots, Nick. Um, I want to see what the under looks like whenever it comes to the Joe Pfeiffer and Abdul fight, because if it ends up being close to the same thing, Abdul is super live for a KO. Not super live in the sense I think it's going to happen, but he's going to be KO or bust. Like, if you look at all of his fights, man, he's either starching people or he's getting starched himself. Except for that Buckley fight, which is kind of just a weird, boring fight that nobody really expects. I think, like, the over in that fight must have been, like, plus 500, but somehow we got a greasy split. But yeah, like, I would prefer to take an under 2.5, in that fight, but honestly, I do think Piper KOs him. I think it's fairly safe. Yeah, just from a standpoint, only because Abdul has his only win condition is that really when it comes down yeah. to it. So I get oh, you looking, looking at, at the similar end of that numbers, way, but, and it's not really a it's not really a high clip thing. I think against Piper, I just think Piper's going to drag him down. I think Billy was Billy likes to throw little things out there, right? And he, he knows about his Philly boys, and he was saying that Piper might be really being aggressive with the jujitsu and may not even want to play. Um, so there's ways you can attack this as well, too. If you look at inside the distance already or we'll see. But, man, I uh, I definitely think uh, Piper is a beast. And that will lead me to actually one of my sort of chalk lines that I, I had to try to find something on. And we'll look at uh, Drew Dober. Um, so I know this is sort of a fourth spot. You guys got me in on the Murano, so I was teetering back and forth. But I still want to share this a little bit. Um, and looking at him and Ricky Glenn, we got, uh, you know, Drew Dober. They're both mid-volume strikers. Glenn a little bit more well-rounded than Dober is. But both guys um, been in the UFC for a little bit of time. Dober, obviously, a little bit more of a strength of schedule. But Dober's, the difference is it's going to play out on the feet. And Dober's just got that power. He, he turns your button off. And he, and he went like, he's lower volume. He's about four and a half uh, strikes landed per minute. So, or sorry, mid. But when he touches you, it, it's it's night, night. And although I know he, you know, he got put out the pasture in his last fight. I mean, that's for Bola. That's a different. That's a different beast. That's a different conversation. That's not who Ricky Glenn is. Although fifty percent of his wins do come by KO, 
I mean, the other 25 and 25 are split between sub and decision. He's not necessarily a, a big power guy. He sets up his shots. And against Dober, he's just going to get caught, I think. Um, so I actually like Dober. I mean, looking at just KO, it's minus 175. It's a little chalk unless you're going to parlay it up with, say, a Piper situation. But I do like uh, the round sprinkling. Round one, uh, not even KO, just round one is plus 175 just to cover your basis on everything. Round two is uh, plus 325 for Dober. It's just something to look at because I just think I think he's going to finish him in the first two rounds. I don't think it goes the distance. I think uh, Dober, although he's, it's a pretty chalk and I don't like to try to dig on things, it's just it's one of those things. He's just going to knock him out. Like, I don't see it going any other way. Thoughts? Big bounce back spot yeah. for Dober. Easy. I'm sure Nick's thinking the same. Um, do I want to take him by knockout? Maybe by knockout in round two. Um, I might sprinkle. I'm kind of staying away from the fight just because the line's so wide, bro. It is. Minus 520. I want to put him in everything, but it's like, God forbid he gets clipped again, and clearly he 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 can go down. Um, yeah, Frivola dropped him, man. That made me scared about Dover. Um, I'm going to pass on the fight. I like your spot. I like your angle. I would maybe, if I'm going to bet, go a quarter unit on round two knockout and a quarter unit on round three knockout by Dover because, yo – he could still swing in the third round, and, and his punches are crazy. So Even the under two and a half is about minus 215. If you were looking to have like a two-piece parlay, that you're like one of your extra little parlays you were throwing a little something on, it's also some way you know somebody could attack it. Because although Glenn has gone the distance in time, he got knocked out in his last fight, and he's, he's been in some wars, and I just see yeah. this is going to end. Sure, he could catch Dober for sure, but um, with the hesitance, if there is some, look at the minus 215 parlayed in, in some – soup that you want to do and, and that might be a look but what do you think nick yeah honestly i think he probably kills him in the first or second round like i think there's a reason why the ufc gave him this fight like ricky glenn isn't a guy that's looked overly impressive as of late or for the last couple of years to even say the least and I think they didn't expect him to get killed by Frivola. I think Frivola was like a minus two hundred in that spot and um I think this is just a get right. Like Drew Dober's always been a company man, and I think they're kind of like here, go out there. You're probably going to finish Ricky Glenn in the first round, and you know we'll put out that highlight reel, and you'll get him back on track. So, but right. once again, all right. So all we, like we things all always the, work out that way. We got all the spots out. If we were to look at a parlay quick between the three of us, we put a three piece together. I, I normally like two pieces, but because we got the three of us together, let's try to put a three piece each. So I, I sort of like where Mr. Plus Money was already going, and um, I'll even be the hedge if you guys want to fill the rest of it. I'll be the hedge with the Grant Dawson. Just, just if we have him money line potentially, um, and then look at two other pieces that you could add to the table. I know it's a little bit chalk to add on to, but at least it leaves you a head op hedge option at the end. Um, what do you guys think, Nick? Yeah. Where you at, bud? I, I think we could throw Linz into a parlay. I, I think he's winning out, right? I mean, Kutalaba's not the guy to me. No, I honestly agree. And to be honest, by fight day, I think Kutalaba's going to be the underdog anyways. Like on some books right now, I think he's already kind of taken a bunch of steam. So yep. it's probably good to get him in there now while the plus money's still I like there. Give a good value to a parlay. I could almost even leave that as it is if you guys are both agreeing on it. So what would that be then? Grant Dawson money line with Linz. What do you guys got? You guys want to throw something else in, like um, 
like like maybe uh, the over on that Manassas fight. I mean, they they could finish it though. I don't know. It's uh, or how about the under on the Gutierrez and Jackson fight? That shit's now, not going to go to the distance. That fight just got canceled about seven minutes before we got on here. Oh, oh wow. damn. Wow. Yeah, he's now fighting a Richie Lang or something. I saw one of my buddies sends it to me like right away. It was like literally three minutes before we got on here. Who's fighting a Richie Lang? What's uh, Gutierrez. He's fighting. Why don't we go with Moreno then? Or Morano? I mean, I, I feel like. But we Morano... can even just keep him as the dog, though, right? I think honestly, man. But what's what is the what is the two piece at? If you put that together, yeah, where is the two piece? It's probably obviously it's plus money with the minus. Four. Yeah, no, no. We'll find. We can find. Uh... Because I think Morano yeah, as the dog by itself is already good. And then we look. I mean, I'm I'm heavy on Belpizza, but so we put Dawson by Finn. We could just throw Joe Joe Pfeiffer. Yeah, I mean Pfeiffer. Dawson Pfeiffer is money money line, even though it's a little chalky. And then where Let's you're gonna get that. your plus is gonna be your Let's your lint to the sharp spot to give it some pop. Yeah, let's do that because that's a winner. Plus two twenty seven. A lot of football. Honestly, honestly, guys, I've been loving uh one fight nights. I don't know if you guys watch one, but it's high it's level, man. Super exciting. There's always knockouts. It's really Muay Thai. Um, and the crowd really gets into it, man. It's it's really, really electric. The cool thing about one is the fact that so on Friday, um, whenever John Lineker, John Lineker was fighting, I bet him pre-flop at plus one fifty. But because the fights are judged as a whole on DraftKings, it doesn't seem like the live line moves uh, moves as much. So as much as he was winning the whole fight, he hovered around plus one hundred five up until almost the third round. So right. I just kept hitting it over and over again. <laughs> I love that you said pre-flop. You're like the poker player. I, I love it. Um, man, funny. Uh, yo, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate you, bro. And uh, for Mr. Plus Money, for Nick Eagli, tune into the Dota Tap Podcast. I'm Gentleman Josh Hill. I'm Aaron Jeffrey. I'm Jason Jess Busiest. I'm Mike Malai. I'm Rafi Stop. Tune into the Don't Tap. Don't Tap. Don't Tap. Don't Tap Podcast. Don't Tap Podcast. John Jones. Follow me on Twitter. Hey, I'm UFC President Dana White, and you're in the ring with Callum McGregor. Got a really high fight IQ. But this fight, I'm telling you, it's a flip of a coin. I levels to the shit. So many high level guys. So like the line is crazy. Oh, oh, there we go. Oh, no, we're good. See, he's a pro.